the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Hi, guys. Sue Freeze Show. I just had someone like text me and ask me, are you on today? And yes, I am. And we're going to be talking about things that I've learned this last week. I was at a leadership convention, and I'll go into more detail after I'm on the air But I'm just saying hi to Facebook fans, Um, and uh, I'd love for you to share this with other people. Sue Freeze, spelled like friesmorn.com, and we're just going to get going right now. So thank you so much for joining. Oops. Testing one, two. Ooh, look at that. We're perfect. Perfect, Katie. Perfect. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Ready? Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show, and I'm just so thankful to be with you today. Lord, I just lift up this time, and I just ask that you guide my words, guide my thoughts, give me discernment, and Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome with me all the time. Uh, I'm just so grateful, so thankful to be in your family, Lord. And for those listening, I ask that you give them ears to hear uh, and hopefully um, a willingness to step out into maybe an uncomfortable situation because... I just want them to know and feel and understand who you are and who they are in you. So, Lord, I just lift up this time and thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't always pray on the air, but I'm always praying. So uh, I just thought it was important that we did that. So, um, hello. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking about new beginnings because uh, I don't know about you, but this weekend was an eye-opener for me. Because I, I've always said life is a journey. But what I didn't understand, that it's, it's a journey of beginnings and endings. And what I also didn't understand is in order to have a new beginning, there has to be an ending. It's like a new chapter, a new season in your life. And some of you might be holding on as I was, saying, I just haven't prayed hard enough. I just don't have enough faith. Oops. Um, and with that, uh, what comes, uh, you know, like me, I was a little bit of a condemnation saying, well, I just didn't pray enough and I didn't have faith enough. And something that was brought up in this seminar that I went to, a leadership seminar in La Quinta, was that a saying that said so often, and I've said it, is that, you know, never, never, never quit, right? I mean, how many of us out there say just never, never, never quit? And what the speaker, Bob Harrison, said, he said, you know, that's wrong thinking because really, Winners and leaders, they know when to quit because sometimes we do need to quit. And that would be an ending of a season, a chapter, or just a relationship maybe even. And and that was like a little bit, a lot, freeing for me. So new beginnings, 
they happen and it's uh, in season. It's like people come and go in our lives, don't they? Can you think of someone that came into your life at a certain time but then isn't in your life right now? And there's a reason for that. And God knows. We don't always know. We don't always understand why things happen the way they do, do we? But the thing is, is down the road, a lot of the time, some of those unanswered questions get answered. Uh, a time is this, you know, it's sometimes a time is this. So that was really freeing for me, is to just know that sometimes the right thing is to quit. And you've heard that saying about, you know, for every door that closes, a window opens or something. And that's kind of the same picture or visual of uh, new beginnings, isn't it? It's like sometimes things close. Sometimes the door closes. And sometimes it's because there's a new beginning. There's a new opportunity that's open. But if we don't have that door closed or we don't have that circumstance that causes us to change focus or pivot in a situation, how many of us has learned, have learned how to pivot even more so lately than ever before in our lives? I know I have. It's like I'm, I'm constantly questioning and I always was before, but now I'm even more so saying, is this the best way to do this? Is there another way? My eyes have been open and the creativity is flowing because I want God to be in charge of my life. I want him to guide my path. And I know he does a better job than I could ever do. And sometimes when I try to take the wheel or I'll say, oh, I don't need to bother him right now, meaning God or Jesus, uh, you know, that's when things don't work out as smoothly for me. And I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're, you are in your walk. But I can tell you from personal experience with me is that things go a lot smoother when I pray first and I put him in the driver's seat. I just know that, that um, if I wait on the Lord, if I'm patient and I'm listening to his voice and not listening to the voices around me, because not everybody has the same desires for you. Have you realized that in your life? If you're tuning in right now, I just want to welcome you to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I would love for you to go onto the website. The website has a lot of uh, information there. A lot of um, money has been spent. Time has been sent, spent. A lot of sacrifice has happened uh, just to give you some tools or some maybe new understanding and knowledge that could help you in whatever you're going through in your life right now. There are 13 and some uh, years of podcasts that are available to you on the Sue Freeze site. So Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word dot com, and I'd love for you to go there. So we're talking about new beginnings, and they happen in season. So life can be so wonderfully measured by seasons and stages, can't it? Fall begins with the shedding of colorful leaves. Winter begins with a cold bed of snow. Not always in California, but you know what I'm saying. Spring begins with the sprouting of new life, and summer begins with warm, sunny days. And that's Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 5. To, and here it is. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Think about that for a second. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time for everything in life. How great a confidence this brings us to know that we can expect a warmer season after a colder one in the same manner that 
God makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, Matthew 5.45. He allows seasons to change and new beginnings to ascend. The end is more important than the beginning. Okay, think about that one for a second. Before I get into what it's saying here, I will say this, is that I've learned, uh, and this has taken years of experience, is that in order for sometimes a new beginning to really happen, to really take hold, we have to close the door. We have to end the season. We have to, we, we have to actually not look back, you know, just learn from it, but let it, let it, let it go and be in the present and plan for the future. And sometimes, listeners, this could be you. This can be a very difficult task. But I will tell you that once you take charge of it, and I'm listening to my own self speak right now, thank you, Holy Spirit, is that once you take charge of that and actually make the decision and actually follow through and hold on to your commitment, hold yourself accountable, and you actually close that door, that gives you a chance to leap out in faith and actually have a new season begin. I don't know where you are. God knows where you are. And I know that the Holy Spirit uh, kind of gave me the courage to actually speak that out loud for my own good and for some out there. And I just want you to know and I want to encourage you to just listen to the words that were spoken just now and take heart and actually take action. Don't just think about it. Do it like Nike. Just do it, right? We have to close that door. Close those doors that need to be closed. If there's a relationship that hasn't been mended, I have uh, someone, it's just getting closer and closer to being, I'm hoping, mending. Uh, I hope it's going to be mended. And um, the person's face just comes to mind right now. And I just cannot wait to get a hug. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can just mend what has been kind of displaced for a while. Um, and, you know, if you have any of those relationships where you feel like there's un, unword, uh, unsaid words or undone action or something that needs to be corrected, if you have the power, if you have the control to make this change, then I suggest and kind of prompt you to don't wait. Just don't wait. Just take it. Do it. Whatever it is that is coming to mind right now, it's coming to mind for a reason. If there's anything that doesn't seem at peace, then that's the Holy Spirit in you telling you, maybe there's something you need to do. So I suggest you do it. The end is more important than the beginning. Oftentimes, the end of the thing is more valuable than the beginning of it. Ecclesiastes 7, 6 says, the end of the matter is better than its beginning and patience is better than pride. Check yourself at the door. Check yourself at the door. Is there pride holding you back from speaking what you need to speak? Because if it is, you need to get rid of that. You need to say pride. Step down, right? Get the ego out of the way. Because think about the long game, the, the, the goal at the end of the tunnel. What is it we're trying to accomplish in this life that we're in, this life journey we're in? What is it that we want to establish? Is there a significance here that could matter? And if there is, why wait? Let's take care of it now. The former things pass away and all things are made new. Oh, isn't that beautiful? God doesn't remember our past. He gives us a fresh start. Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? 
I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. If you believe in prophetic words, if you believe that things like this happen, I had this exact scripture spoken over me. And uh, I didn't really grasp it at the time, and it was many, many, many years ago. And right now, I'm hearing this scripture like I've never heard it before. And it's pretty amazing right now. Thank you, Jesus, for me and for me being on the radio, because we all get to experience this moment together. And it's a wonderful moment. Perseverance is the path to new beginnings. Perseverance is the pathway to a new start, because a new beginning often requires patience. James 5.11, as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, and he so is, and he's full of grace also, and his grace is sufficient for you and me. You don't have to change on your own accord. What you need to do is if you're desiring it, okay, if you've got something in your heart that's empty, it's just missing something in your heart. That heart missing uh, space can only be filled by the Lord. He put it there for a reason, because he wants you to choose him. And uh, when you do that, it's going to be an amazing thing for you. When, When Bob said, that, you know, that saying about never, never, never quit. And then he also said that winners and leaders know when to quit. This has given us the verses to back up this, that our life is not just a continuation. It is beginnings and ends. And this was new for me. And it was an aha moment for me to understand that. And it's okay It's okay to have endings. It's okay to have new beginnings. And what a wonderful thing. A new beginning can start right where you are, right where you are. A new beginning awaits anyone who is willing and wanting to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Let me just tell you that I've talked to so many people. And I ask them if they believe, if they believe in Jesus, if they believe in God, do they believe in heaven? Where do they go when they die? Those are the questions I ask in the elevators. So you might be riding up an elevator with me and you'll probably get that question. And it's interesting the responses I get. And one thing that I get, and maybe you have too, is to say, well, I'm not, I, I'm not in the position where I can do this right now. I need to, I need to straighten up my act. I need to clean up my act. I kind of like drinking. I like, kind of like doing this. I kind of like doing that. I don't want to stop cussing. I don't want to, you know, these scriptures that tell me what I can and cannot do. I'm, I'm just not willing to give that up, whatever that is. And let me just tell you that I tell people that you don't have to give up anything to choose. It's a freedom of choice to choose to ask him in your heart. Because what happens with the people that I've known, and they've done this, they've chosen to ask Jesus in their heart, what's happened is the Lord has given them the courage or the strength or just the not willing or desire anymore to do the things that they were once doing, that they knew they they felt like they had to quit, but they didn't have to do it on their own accord. So talking about my weekend, actually it started on Wednesday and went through Saturday. Uh, It was in La Quinta in Palm Springs, kind of a local event. And uh, we played pickleball, which if you don't know what that is, you can ask me later. It's kind of fun. Um, and then we had 
speakers, and there's numerous speakers that get up on stage, and I was taking copious notes, and I have my notes right now, and I had my assistant print them out. And some of them make sense, and some of them is there was so much being said, and I would get every other word. So, uh, But I have them in front of me because I wanted to refresh what was being said and kind of fill in the blanks of what I remember because I think that helps me also kind of get what God's trying to tell me. And, you know, my show is about life lessons, about lessons that the Lord's teaching me, and I share them with you. If we had to learn every single lesson on our own, that'd be a painful thing. But if we can learn from other people and their situations or their experiences, that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Because we can learn by stories, we can learn by other people's experiences, and maybe not have to go through it and just learn from uh, other people which is one reason why we have books and authors that that share their stories. And I have people and guests on my show, and I have somebody coming in two weeks that um, I think is going to be really good. Uh, His name's Larry. And I've mentioned it before, and he had to cancel, reschedule. And so I think he's coming real soon. So stay tuned for for the future ones. Um, It's in December. He's going to be here. Anyway, um, when I was at this this session it's they have multiple speakers and they come from different walks like there'll be a businessman there'll be all these different types of people and women um, that get up on on stage and they just speak from their own heart from their own experiences and how, how god has been revealed to them and the main one of the main threads was the new beginnings and the endings that was a thread another thread was purpose i'm all about that because there was a time when I was uh, managing a, um, a ministry in, in our church, and it was uh, spirit, the spiritual world, spiritual gifts. And we would go through classes, and then the, and everyone that would go through it, then we, we uh, had questionnaires that had to be filled out. And it helped each person going through this to figure out what gifts they were given, because then what I was supposed to do was help them serve in the church using the gifts that God has given them. Isn't that awesome? And I found that that um, skill set or that gift that the Lord showed me, uh, prepared me, um, has helped me with my interview process with my business because there's so many different types of people and everybody has their own purpose. They have their own gifts and they have their own dreams. And what I found that I can reach people by understanding who they are, why they are, what they are, so that I can help them with the skill sets that they've already prepared for and where they're going, what their dreams are, what what passion they have, what their purpose on this earth is. And I can take that and design or uh, direct them in the, in the positions that's going to work to give them the opportunity they need in order to fulfill that for the Lord, for uh, our company, and for themselves, of course, because how fulfilling is it when you feel like you're working in your gifts and you get to expose and experience your passion? And that is God. And that's his creation. And you are his creation. And you have a specific purpose that you were created for. Each one of us does. And it is wonderful when we can connect those dots and actually live that out. Mine is encouragement and inspiration, which I'm doing here with you right now. I didn't realize that education was part of that. Uh, I never saw myself as an educator, but I feel like my gift is to, um, 
I guess teach. They, they, they say that I'm a teacher. Um, but I'm an inspirer and an encourager. And I love that. And I love it when I can impact people in a positive way to where they feel better because they know me or they've experienced time with me. I feel like I've done a good thing. And I don't tell people what they want to hear. Just know that that I am called to tell them what they need to hear based on what the Lord says. And so I look for scripture to back up what I say. I look for ways of um, encouraging people. And even if they might be maybe on the wrong path or have chosen some wrong things, it doesn't help to shame or beat someone up, does it? What helps them is to guide them in a new direction and show them maybe this is good, but this could be better. And that, to me, is very helpful. So Bob Harrison got up, and one of the things, the first line on my, you know, typing out my notes was, make the rest of your life the best year of your life. Isn't that a nice goal? Because what I've been saying lately, and it's something that I've needed to hear, is that, you know, this is not a dress rehearsal. Your life is not a dress rehearsal. What you have is what you have, and we have no guarantees of how much time we have here on this earth, do we? Do we? The only people that know are maybe the people that have some sickness and the doctor said you've got three weeks, a month, whatever, to be on this earth before you go to heaven or wherever you choose. But we don't know when our time is up here. So we need to make each day count, do we not? And what does that look like and what does that mean to you? What does that mean? We can waste our time doing things that are just so menial, or we can have a significant impact, significant impact on those that we come in contact with. What are you going to choose? Ask yourself, is this going to make a difference or is this just wasting time? Because I do that all the time. Success you feel you deserve is what you will experience. That is such an amazing line Because sometimes we hold ourselves back because we don't feel we're worthy to receive more. In my business, I feel like uh, now, where I am now, if you would have said that I was going to reach where I am right now, um, I I think I would have reached it sooner if I would have realized that that was even a possibility. And I thank my employees, thank my Heavenly Father first, but I thank my employees that are steadfast and true and honest and integrity and and willing to work beside me and make it happen. I'm so blessed. I'm blessed beyond measure regarding that. And any employer, any leader, you know, if you want to know if you're leading, look back. Is there anybody following you? I don't know where that even came from. But right now, isn't that true? I mean, if you're a leader, and what does it take to be a good leader? It takes being humble. And it takes teachable. You have to be teachable. And you have to be able to say you're sorry and own up if you make a mistake. Because we do. We all do. We're all human. We're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. So this is part one of a two-part message. And so um, I just want you to think about this during the break. Think about what's been said so far. And ask yourself what changes you could make. Because the slightest change can make a huge, huge difference. And you only have control over you. So focus on you. Don't look at anyone else. Just focus on you right now and ask yourself if you're doing the most with what God has given you as a purpose and what are you doing with your time. We will be back with more of the Sufri Show right after this brief break. 
Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS termitelady.com What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. Cola, Termite, and Pest Control for sponsoring this show. And if you are interested in sponsoring this show, please go to Sue Freeze, about like fries, one word, dot com. Talk to me. Connect with me. And let's see what we can do to get you on the air. Depending on where the signal is, uh, the Sue Free signal goes everywhere on the Internet. But as far as radio signals, we are from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo. We're on Christian and we're also on uh, some other stations also. So so do me a favor and uh, connect with me, please. And let me know if you'd like to be on the show to advertise. And we will um, talk about what your goals are, and how we can make it happen. I will tell you that if you're on the fence and you're not sure if radio will work for you, well, I'll tell you is, is that I'm pretty inexpensive as far as sponsoring the show, and you can test it out with me, and then if it works, when it works, uh, you know, I will connect you to a representative that can help you uh, with a schedule that, that would be um, purposeful for you and your business because we're here and we want to grow, don't we? We want to grow. We want to reach more people. Um, in everything we say and do, we should be reaching more people and helping more people. It's just a really good thing. I wrote a book called Learning to Breathe, One Woman's Heroic Journey to Save Her Child's Life and Yours. And it has to do with asthma, but it has so much more in it. Um, I have to tell you that I've got... um, I was featured in a London book fair, which was the number one London uh, book fair that I didn't even know existed. So I had to fly to London for this book. And this was a couple years ago. And I thought it was a hoax, but it wasn't. It was a real thing. And um, there's somebody that wants to put this in different languages. Um, They've asked me to do an audible book on this. And that's going to take some work. But, um, yeah, I'm going to get it done. And and Salem Communications 
offered me the studio so that I could do it here. And I'm just thinking, what a nice gift that is. What a blessing. So thank you, Salem. Thank you, KKLA, for for offering that. I really appreciate it. So if you'd like this book, just go to SueFreeSpeltLikeFriesOneWord.com, and I'll sign it for you if you want and uh, send it out to you. So thank you so much for that. Anyway, so um, part one of this show is talking about life is a journey, and then it's a a bunch of beginnings and ends and you know we all can count how many beginnings and ends and we'd have to do you know how many jobs have you had they said that people normally change their career did you know this at least three times in their lifetime i thought that was an interesting thing it might be more now uh, i'm not sure but that was kind of an old fact it might be more like i said um and you know relationships you have friends that might come in for a season because they're there to for a season and then they're not there anymore or you know there's people that we haven't met up to this point that will come into our lives and then relationships you know um your family is there though they are there like them or not your family is your family and the better we can get at having relationships healthy functional relationships with our family members is really a positive thing if we can do that you know it's getting near the holidays isn't it it's a time to come together it's a time to put away whatever has been broke Put away all of the, you know, back stuff. You know, the past is the past. And let's just bury that hatchet or whatever it is that you need to bury. And, um, you know, maybe you need to talk about it. And that's kind of a tough love conversation, right? Fierce conversation. But I am um, prodding you and encouraging you to to make amends, to, to make things to where you can move forward in a better situation. Because, like I said, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is all we have. And we need to make the most of it. Don't we? I mean, don't you want to? And man, I just want to have healthy relationships. I want, I, I just want to feel the love. How about you? You want to feel the love? Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So we need to be loving on our family, loving on our friends with the Lord's love. You might not feel like it, but you know, God tells us to pray for our enemies. That's not easy. And he says to forgive our enemies, those that have trespassed against us. He tells us to forgive. Whew. Not an easy task, but you know what? There's a reason why that's there, and uh, I'm encouraging you to do it. Lord, I'm just praying for the same anointing prayer for the people operating in the Holy Spirit. I'm believing Holy Spirit will personalize for you overage to others needing. Interpret my words to be your words, to touch each person where they need to be. That's a prayer for you. It's a prayer for you because we are here to help one another, aren't we? We need to... Tell our story and be humble, be vulnerable to where other people can feel the pain or feel the deliverance of whatever we've been through. And it's a big thing. It's really a big thing. So um, I talked in part one about this meeting that I went to, and it's, it's an organization that I've been involved in for a long time. And I wouldn't be positioned in the position I'm in, if I, I believe, if I hadn't made the decision a long time ago to be part of this organization. Um, and what he says and what the, the uh, scripture says is that we are made to multiply. And that doesn't mean just make babies. It doesn't mean that. You know, be fruitful and multiply. That can refer to finances, ministry, babies, of course, right? Ephesians 3.23, want more, raise expectations, be fruitful and multiply, mandates what he has called us to do. It will be measured. And that's the story about the talons, right? And with the talons, what happened is that, you know, the Lord gave one person one, one person five, one person ten. And what they did with those talons determined the outcome of what the Lord felt or thought of each individual. 
Now, there's a different rule of thumb, and, and they mentioned this, too, about, you know, should they, you know, if, if one just has one and and uh, the two person had four and the five had ten, we should just make it equal, right, and just give the one that had one more, take from the ones that have more and give the one that had one more to make it even. That's a different kind of thinking, isn't it? And is that truth? Is that the way it should be? Um, and that's the way things are want. You know, there's a certain organ, you know, certain group that's wanting that to be the thinking. For instance, in uh, sports, having all the kids get an award, and what that does is it depletes. See, like for me with my business, I have some employees that are really doing, they're really working hard, they're motivated, and they're really working, and they work really hard and really smart. And there's other people that are just talking, not focused on their job performance, and they're just kind of not measuring up. And what happens is, is by allowing those people to continue being absent and doing the things they do, it's causing the ones that really want to do a good job to feel frustration and to feel demotivated. And my job is to award, recognize, appreciate those that are doing their job and going above and beyond. That's my job as the owner and the leader. And hopefully the people that aren't measuring up are going to find out where they're not measuring up and they're going to pull themselves up to be at a level to where we're going to maximize our time and output. That would be the, the most beautiful observation and dream come true if that could happen. And it can. It just takes time, consistency, and even with children, you know, you'll have some children that are really good at being neat and tidy, and you're going to have other children that are very artistic and maybe not as neat and tidy. And the thing is, is to have a level, a, a boundary or a, um, a goal, right? The expectation is here, and we have to at least get to here. Maybe it's not the same because yeah, everybody has different desires and gifts, but we have to have a certain level in which for us to operate and have um, harmony in any given situation. Don't wait, innovate. Don't wait, innovate. How many of you have a God dream that you've kind of snuffed out or pushed down and said, oh, I just need to make money. I don't really enjoy what I'm doing, but um, I'm making money. I'm providing for my family or, or whatever your experience or um, thought process is or what you say outside when someone asks you the question. But what's happening with that dream? Are we letting it go? And did God put that dream on your heart? I have to tell you that God put a huge dream in my heart. And I wasn't sure up until like really recently, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Now, um, I do have a ministry house, domestic violence with mothers with children, because that's been something that's been on my heart is to have a home that can help moms and children, because no child should be left without being taken care of, without food, without love and hugs and security. Um, it's just sad. When I see these dog commercials, I love dogs, don't get me wrong, but if I have a choice between a dog getting fed and a child getting fed, I can guarantee you that I'm going to place my donation towards the children, but it's not mentioned as much, and I don't understand why. Ooh, it's, it's a bother to me. So with that, what I'm going to say is, is that what is important to you? Do you have a personal purpose statement? What is your why? Because connecting your why helps you stay focused and it helps you get through trying times 
And I tell you, you will be ignited as things start to unveil. This happened with me. I have this domestic violence home uh, for mothers and children. And during COVID, I had some huge issues and things to overcome where um, there was no finances coming in, but I still had finances going out. And it was a really difficult time for me. And now there's a possibility of me helping with unborn children to give them a place, the mommy, a place to go to where they can have their baby um, grow in the tummy of the womb, which my daughter is going through that right now. And I was just with her two nights ago, and I said, honey, how far along are you? And she told me. I said, can you show me how big the baby is right now? And so she pulled up on the Internet. It's amazing what you can find. And she showed me what the baby looks like, that, you know, what the patterns are, and that the heart is beating on its own and pumping blood now. And it was just so amazing to see all that um, with her. And what is amazing to think is that I have four rooms that can sleep maybe 13 total mommies that can um, have that baby be healthy and raise up in the tummy, the womb, and then they can decide or they've already decided whether they're going to have that baby adopted or if they're going to keep the baby themselves. And that I, my, my property, this property that I know is a ministry house, it's ministry house, but there's a change, see? It's, it's an ending and a new beginning, and it's very possible but that this place possibly could be a place for these mothers to have comfort and peace and health. And uh, obviously the, the Holy Spirit and Scripture and just a new beginning for them and a new beginning for their baby. And how wonderful is that that I can be a part of that? And these, these babies don't have to be aborted. They don't have to, you know, end up in a trash can somewhere, but they can actually have a, a loving family that maybe otherwise wouldn't be able to produce or have a baby of their own. So I feel very fortunate and honored, and the, the God's in control. I'm not. But my why is those of you who have heard my story and have heard things that have happened in my life that has got me to this point right now. We all have a story, don't we? Um, that there is a common thread about this. I used to be a board of directors on Crisis Pregnancy Center. It's the only board I've ever been on. <laughs> I'm like, that's interesting. And then they asked me, after I was trying to find a speaker for um, getting fundraising, for fundraising for this organization, and they couldn't find somebody, so they said, I think you're supposed to speak. And I'm like, me? Are you kidding me? But then that was another thing where God was grooming me for a time as this. And so it's amazing if you look at your life and look at what's happening in your life and things that happen. And I've always said that, you know, every, everything that we go through is, uh, is preparing us for the next assignment. And I had no idea what God, and I still don't. I still don't know. And I don't know where you are in your walk, but what is your why? What is your why? You need to ask yourself that question and, and ways you can um, kind of put this in perspective is just look at where your life has come from. You know, what have you experienced? What have you been through? God doesn't replace. He adds. He doesn't replace. He adds. So calling on our life gifts. Supernatural gifts, use them to build the kingdom. Connect your dots and how you are building the kingdom the unseen versus the seen gifts. Increase the kingdom. Romans twelve thirteen gifts, let us use them according to the grace. Are you using the gifts that God has given you? 
could you be using them more? Grace is God's empowerment. My grace is sufficient is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. Grace God's unmerited empowerment that gives you the ability to go beyond your own ability. Can't have anything from heaven if you do not believe. These are things that were said by speakers up on stage, and I'm typing away. Charisma. What is charisma? Have you ever met somebody that just had this, you couldn't even explain it, but they just had this charisma? And, and God gives us charisma when we're in our passion, when we're in our purpose. And he help, the charisma helps fulfill the to-do. God doesn't micromanage. You know that, right? He, he doesn't micromanage. When I was thinking about Ecola, and I was thinking about um, my purpose with Ecola, the Lord had spoke to me early on when I first purchased the company, and it was a big bite. Believe me, it was a big nut to chew. And I, I didn't know how I was going to do anything. I just knew I was supposed to. And so I, I just let the Lord lead me, and I went through, believe me, the school of hard knocks, owning a business, having this huge bill, this financial burden uh, on me to make it happen. Um, I, I couldn't look back. I just had to go forward, and I had to learn as I went. And, uh, you know, perseverance does create character. It makes character. And I didn't give up because it wasn't time for me to give up. It's, it, you know, it was time to just press in, press in and never quit. 2008, for those of you that remember, I mean, I was going through everything, and there's a reason why I'm bringing this up, is that I realized that the most important thing for me is my employees. The most important thing. Nothing else really mattered. I had to take care and hold on to my employees when I didn't have enough money in the bank to pay them and pay me. I paid them and didn't pay me. And the reason I did that is because I knew I needed to hold on to these people. Plus, I care for them, and I didn't want them to leave me. I wanted them to stay, and we were going to get through this together. So what did I do? I got rid of everything I could, right? It's like, you know, I had to cut off water, cut off coffee, cut off uh, everything I could cut off that was added expenses and added pleasure. And I went to my employees and I said, look, here's my situation. I need to cut everything I can cut because I don't want to cut you. And they all jumped in. They all understood the purpose. They all understood what we were doing as a team. And it built us to be a team. We were cohesive. And we all understood why we were doing without that because we wanted this. And there's a message in that, isn't there? The gift of God is for the people. It's not for you. Well done, good and faithful servant. Were you faithful? Are you faithful with what God has given you? For me, um, a big lesson for me right now, I could write a book on it, is those that, get, those that do well with little get more. And that's a talent story, isn't it? But those that do well with little get more. I can tell you with my employees and my business, it's exactly that. Is that, you know, they are promoted based on merit, not based on tenure, not based on anything other than what they bring to the table and are they dependable? Do they have integrity? We have core values. And those things help us decide what the next steps are for each person. In Psalm 91, it talks about um, protection, right? Psalm 91 is the protection. If anybody feels that they need protection out there for anything, it is, the, it is where I tell people to go and read. 
you know, you can sit in the darkness with a little light on and you just read Psalm 91 and then just sit there and take it in and understand that God has you, that God is protecting you and read the scripture and you'll find what I'm, what I'm talking about. And it says lazy, wicked, possessing a serious fault, consequently being worthless in regard to our Lord, be strong and encourage. And that right there, he, he also talks about not um, feeding the lazy. So with my employees and with anyone, for that matter, if they have the ability to wash a car, if they have the ability to empty the trash, but yet they stand there in the parking lot and do nothing, to me, that's a sign of lazy. It's a sign of not looking for opportunities to serve. And the Lord spoke to me a while ago and just said, what is your purpose, Sue? Your purpose is to minister to your employees. Your, your, your employees are your church now. That was spoken to me when I first bought the company in 2000. And lately, he's been telling me that you need to create stewards and teach them how to be good stewards and good servants. And if I do my job to teach them how to be good stewards in the business, but also in their personal life, if I teach them how to be a good servant, putting others before themselves, looking for opportunity to help, to fix, to... um make the burden lighter for those around them. When I find that type of character, when I find that kind of person, I have two new hires and I can I, I got to tell you they're they're really amazing new hires and I'm excited about it because of the attitude. The skill set, yes, but the attitude because you can train skills, you cannot train attitude. And um moving on, my thoughts not your thoughts, Lord aligns more with capitalization capitalization. Don't take care of lazy. Don't feed them. For everyone who has multiplied, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Uh, basically, that's just saying that we're not here to um, to just take care of people all the time. We're here to help them take care of themselves. You don't give them a handout. You give them a hand up. It's about giving them a hand up, teaching them another way, teaching people how they can manage on their own. These mommies that, that are going to come, I want to teach them skill sets so that they can manage on their own, that they can function on their own, that they won't need government help. They'll be able to manage, and then they'll be able to teach their children how to do the same. Then we're not victims. We're not victims. We need to learn what we're capable of doing. Parents, if you do too much for your children, they're not going to learn that they do have character and the strength is in the, in the hardships. It's in going through trying times and realizing you're going to make it through. And hopefully they're reaching out to the Lord and having the Lord help them figure out what they should do and what they shouldn't. But our lives can be increased with excellence. Living a grateful life, give thanks in everything. Are you giving thanks in everything? I'm thankful for you right now. I'm thankful for you listening. I'm thankful for uh, having a radio show, having Katie sitting here, taking time out of her life and her schedule to help me produce this show. I'm so thankful that I able, I'm able to drive here and be able to be on the air and share what I'm learning with you. Um, being thankful is the best virtue. Successful people take what they have and make the most of what they have, make the most of it. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. The more you complain, the less you obtain. Oh, my gosh. I have some people I need to say that to. Is God your hope or your excuse? Wow. Is God your hope or your excuse? Are you complaining or are you thankful? Do you have a thankful heart? In the morning when I wake up, I don't know what you do when you wake up, but it's an, a wonderful opportunity 
to lay there for one more minute, just one more minute, and just give God the glory, give God the thanks for being able to wake up, just wake up, and then put your feet on the ground and actually go take a shower and have running hot water and shampoo and soap. Maybe you have a dog. I have a dog. I'm thankful for my dog. But whatever it is, just say thankful for having a roof over your head. Thank you that you've got food in your refrigerator. Do you know how many people that don't? Go down the street and look at all the homeless people on the road, more than you've ever seen in your life. What are you doing to help them? Are you teaching them? Are you helping them? Are you reaching out? Oh, boy. Um, That's a whole other lesson for another day. Embrace responsibility and refuse to release responsibility. What are you doing to make a difference in someone's life each and every day? Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week. Bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.